0: Trash and Treasures, where we watch the movies other people throw away. My name is Vry, and with me as always is Dorothy. Hello! And this week we have yet another special guest, uh, Ross Dickerhoof, who was nice enough to join us.
1: Hi! (laughs) Hey!
0: You are a person what knows the movies.
1: Yes, I am, sort of.
0: (laughs) No, sort of. I'm pretty sure the word word reviewer and or critic, you know, one of those terrible words that people hate is in your bio. It oh, totally yes.
1: yes, I'm one of those filthy critics. I went to school for journalism. I didn't go for film. Oh. So do have to clarify that, get my bona fides out there. So. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> no, by which I mean, we're very glad to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So whenever we have guest members on the podcast, they always get to pick what we talk about, and this time around we are talking about Magic Mike XXL, which I always say as though people haven't read the name of the podcast episode before they start listening. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I am a little bit nervous. Uh, I have only seen this film, so I am not really sure that I grasp the full extent of the magic system and really the deep <laughs> lore. <of>
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um-
0: well, you know, you only need to have read about five of the novels to grasp the um sort of extended timeline implications of this one
1: yeah it's okay like if you just do like a brief tour on wiki like you can get the gist of it <laughs> I'm
0: not gonna get those deep lore pulls but like
1: no that's okay <laughs> yeah
0: so I, I am definitely going to rely on you and dorothy who have both seen the first movie oh yes <laughs> to to regale me i saw it in the theater with a bunch of middle-aged women
1: (laughs) oh yeah i um yeah i saw the the i saw xxl in the theater twice um uh once just by myself because i really wanted to go and then once because i dragged a friend (laughs) so
0: it does seem like it had one of those theatrical runs where like it lasted longer than anybody thought it would because it had surprisingly good word of mouth
1: yeah, it did. It actually like I think that was that where it ended up making most of its money cuz it didn't have like a particularly great opening weekend, but then it it stayed out there for a really long time.
0: And it's it's very interesting because it's such a tonal shift from the first one.
1: Oh, it's a huge tonal shift and yeah, like just immense. Mhm. Cuz the first one I have week...
0: got to say much better. Oh yeah,
1: X X L is way better. Like that's why I picked this one because I like it so much more than the first movie.
0: <laughs> You're not into the deep entrenched commentary on uh, on working class money woes.
1: Oh like, yeah, it's so deep. It's so deep. The scene where. Channing Tatum. I mean, my, Mike. Mike. Whatever. What's his face? <laughs> Tells a banker. Channing <laughs> Channing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, whatever. I I, I flip flop between like calling him Mike and Channing Tatum because yeah. the characters are so similar. Like it was supposedly based on like Channing Tatum's brief career as a stripper before he like got into acting. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I promise you, I will forget the characters' names. So <laughs> do what right. Yeah, the uh, the first one was kind of a serious art film in capital letters, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, like, there was actually, like, uh, talk about Matthew McConaughey possibly getting an Oscar nomination for it, which I don't see, but...
0: Which of all of the actors in that... Right?
1: Like, come on. McConaughey! Mm -mm.
0: could he dance or was it still just channing tatum
1: he doesn't dance much
0: but no channing tatum is the only dancer
1: yeah yeah channing tatum is the only one that really dances the others just kind of pose and occasionally hump random women
0: (laughs) (laughs) which i mean i have been to one male strip show and that does track it it was one former chippendale dancer who was talented in choreography and had clearly put together a routine that he was touring around and then some extremely cut gentlemen who knew how to like squat suggestively
1: right (laughs) sometimes (laughs) in like themed fetish attire Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) not even that honestly just low-rise jeans
1: oh well that's kind (laughs) of sad
0: (laughs) 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 i couldn't get to the front to tip And they didn't really come around. It was a very low-rent-tip strip show. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. The first movie, like, for all the praise it got for, like, having these themes about, you know, like, the economy in 2012 and all that. Like, it never, like, it never escaped for me the fact that it was sold as, like... Oh, it's have a good time out with the gals and like there's tons of like man flesh in this and then you actually watch the movie and it's quite depressing.
0: Yeah. But not depressing enough to be a deep depressing movie.
1: No, no, because like it's it does
0: situated
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't go far enough in like either direction, as opposed to XXL, which is like this brainless fluffy comedy. Uh, I mean...
0: The first one definitely showed its roots as a Soderbergh picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to be, it's like... Down
0: to the really deep-fried film stock and...
1: Yeah, the, the piss yellow I, filter. Yeah.
0: yeah well, it, it looked a lot like it was really trying to evoke the 70s, the first one.
1: Yeah, I think there was, like, tr- they were tr- going for, like, a Saturday like Night Fever sort of thing.
0: Like mean, like, uh, Dirty Dancing, another movie that has hashtag deep thoughts, but people only remember for the dance scenes
1: yeah <laughs>
0: very similar actually I, I can see channing Tatum sort of being the uh the modern analog to uh, oh god what is wrong with my brain right now okay. you know the guy
1: patrick swayze no uh, no
0: yeah patrick swayze yeah
1: i haven't seen dirty dancing in <laughs> years
0: <laughs> i mean it's fine yeah i watched it a lot as a teenager I've certainly heard the soundtrack a lot in the last six months. I mean, yeah. Really everywhere we've gone. Oh my gosh. I God. have to give it points just for having somebody reading The Fountainhead be a warning sign that he's a dirtbag.
1: I'm so, I'm honestly shocked they don't do that more often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just throw that out there in the yeah. movie. So, for those who are like me and have watched neither movie or have only watched the sequel or are only interested in the sequel, it's a super easy thing to get into because it it pretty much starts with all right shuffled matthew mcconaughey off screen and the kid i don't know who this guy is but everybody's real mad about it
1: <laughs> oh uh the the, the kid yeah oh uh, yeah, played by Alex character, who is <laughs> terrible awful like what are those acting
0: is gone thank god
1: yeah also not a, a memorable <laughs> performance <laughs> yeah
0: so the love interest in the first magic mike film i feel like they were trying to write her in such a way that there would be room for the actress to find depth and complexity right. to her simultaneous attraction to this character and her concerns about their lifestyle and everything she comes off as a judgy asshole
1: Right, like you get like a lot yes. of blank stares of her just watching him while he performs and stuff, and it just and kind just of
0: telling him that you know his lifestyle is terrible when he's actively trying to get out of it. Weird for a movie that marketed itself so heavily as a night out for the gals to be so actively contemptuous of its main female character.
1: Right, like it really, yeah, I mean, it she doesn't wasn't
0: as bad as the Olivia Munn character.
1: Oh my god! Oh yeah, I I honestly completely forgot about that character um, until I rewatched it like this most recent time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, right, that was a thing, a not good thing."
0: The, the first movie um, was really heavily focused on the stigma of doing sex work, and and how hard it is for Mike to break out of it, and also watching the terrible downward spiral of Alex Petifer's character, the kid, which really peaks when he has a, a devil's threesome. <gasps> <laughs> like, that is seriously treated as just the absolute... Like, is this... Point, point of no return. Mm-hmm. Is this terrifying, red-washed blowjob from shame levels of homophobia, or...?
1: Oh, no. Um, it's it's actually, like... It's, it's honestly, like, really wimpy the way it plays out in the movie. Yeah, yeah
0: it because we're in mike's perspective through most of the movie mm-hmm. so he sees this about to go down as like you shouldn't do this
1: mm-hmm. and then leaves and um, so like,
0: i would have enjoyed watching matt bomer get it on with two people yeah <laughs>
1: <in May. laughs>
0: so clearly i've made the right choice to only watching xxl because it is a joyous fun road trip
1: it's matt so fun. It. yeah
0: so xxl opens with um Mike has uh, achieved his furniture making business, which y'all may remember he was attempting to finance in the first movie. Yes, yeah. I totally remember this. Where he builds furniture out of trash
1: because mm-hmm.
0: he's an artist. Is it a metaphor for their life situation?
1: I guess. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we can go with that. In that really like, uh, in that really, like basic way, way where I guess you could stretch it.
0: I mean, the way you have described this film to me, that sounds like the kind of metaphor the film would make.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> um, but he gets a call after we're, you know, shown contextually that, you know, his girlfriend has left him and he's not having such a great time owning his own business. That mm-hmm. he gets a phone call and uh, Tarzan informs him that uh, that Matthew McConaughey is gone, man. Dear <laughs> best audience. Ever. yes, <laughs>
1: and then he shows up at um a hotel where he's expecting a wake and it turns out it's a pool party <laughs> because wah, wah.
0: which is about the level of anger and conflict present in this film throughout yeah and very gentle throw pranks kind of nice
1: yeah yeah just very pleasant like there's like one kind of dramatic moment about like 40 minutes in and then that's it that's the most conflict you get for the entire movie
0: (laughs) the pool party seat is also such a beautiful metaphor for what the whole film intends to be where it loudly announces that our serious business art character is gone and now we can have fun
1: (laughs) yes Because like right as soon as uh, Channing Tatum shows up, like he's tackled from behind by Joe Manginello's—I can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry, but his his character like bear Meganello or, or something. Attempt
0: to quote me on that at all? I'm
1: okay. Probably wrong. Yeah, but he shows up, tackles uh, Channing Tatum from behind. His towel falls off, full view of his ass, and they topple into a pool. And it it's is well-toned
0: mm-hmm. ass.
1: <laughs> it is a nice ass. <laughs>
0: He has a very intense plot line.
1: Oh super intense, the most intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: taken from probably the deepest and most artistic novel of all time, after all, The Godfather. <laughs> oh I, I was gonna say uh, Laurel K. Hamilton* uh Lake series. <laughs> also your thing. Which what are you talking about? The, the Coke bottle deck or the candy cane dick? Obviously Coke bottle dick. Yes. You know, <laughs> candy cane dick is its own problem. <laughs> those goddamn books had two dick woe subplots <laughs> but yes his character's woe is that he has a Genormo dick so he can't have sex with the average with, with the average partner because he'll hurt them so he's looking for his glass slipper that will fit his dick and that's <laughs> and
1: literally how they pick. phrase it glass slipper <laughs> 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 which i think is delightful <laughs> and also uh, yeah. although really if we're
0: going by like the Cinderella metaphor. You'd think that the, the problem would be in the other direction, size-wise.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, because, like, this is not a concern you see brought up a lot in a lot of movies. At least I don't, the stuff I watch. I <laughs> don't
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that sometimes it is physically difficult to accommodate. Mm-hmm yeah and I mean joking aside that that does suck if if you have you know you like somebody but you can't be intimate because you might cause them discomfort that's a that's a bummer of a thing mm-hmm. I don't know that this movie is actively attempting to say a whole lot about masculinity but it wants to be positive about masculinity i think
1: yeah right no yeah i I definitely agree with that like because there's a lot of like like subtle things about in there about like there's a scene where um Uh, Ken and Mike are like uh, Ken's like angry at Mike because Mike Lee left um, the stripper group at the end of the first movie and Mm -hmm. he's still bitter about that but he he kind of you know like achieved his dream and everything and so Mike is like oh here hit me with this stick that will solve our problems and so Ken hits him with the stick in the balls and like it doesn't solve anything (laughs) and they only like it only works out after they like actually have a conversation about it (laughs)
0: mind is blown <laughs> we, could, we have to talk about our problem in our chill fireside beach chat after the drag show mm-hmm. <laughs> so rude we're, we're having an amateur drag competition for funsies here mm-hmm. and y'all professional strippers show up
1: and then just put everyone else to shame
0: yeah rude well,
1: well except for tarzan he did he did he moved like three inches the whole time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes that is an issue that persists in in this movie You've got one very high level dancer.
1: Mm
0: hmm. By the end of the film, we have two.
1: Yeah, two, two, yeah.
0: And then everybody else is kind of there. They did some theater in high school, probably.
1: They can think They're move. at
0: least as good at dancing as the 19 and 20 year olds that I went to school with.
1: No, that's fair. <laughs> but it is one of
0: those movies where somebody sticks out.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Uh, like most of the collection of scenes, but the ostensible. Reasoning for it is that we are going on one last hurrah to a stripper convention. Yes, our last ride. Yeah. <laughs> in our Froyo truck. This was a thing in the first one that Mike had all of these pie in the sky dreams about businesses he was going to start. Mm-hmm. And this one is more of an ensemble where we focus on everybody's wacky dreams of <laughs> what they want to do and what they are besides dancers
1: yeah literally everyone gets like some varying degree of like you know time on the floor to like share like this is my like fun dream that i want to do and like this is who i am and kind of like breaking out of because like in the first movie they're like really barely characters at all like i couldn't really tell you much about them
0: i mean i think that is a very pointed scene in this movie when they all reject the uniforms yes. that they've been performing in for years, mm-hmm. which was part of the toxic performance uh, cycle that they were put in by McConaughey's character.
1: Yeah, they just all realize, like, sort of oh...
0: retroactively turned into a villain here.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I'm honestly, like, that's honestly kind of a bold move for a sequel to do, and I, <laughs> I, I really respect it. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's kind of fascinating because, like, usually it's not uncommon for sequels to lose their biggest name star and carry on without them, but they cut often they kind of flounder. And this movie, or they have them be like the sainted dead, Mm. Mm -hmm. but this movie like finds itself in rejecting the entire premise of it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) just like, nope, (laughs) nobody cares about your furniture company, Mike.
0: (laughs) And in fact, it was beautiful dallas and his rattlesnake
1: vest are gone now yeah jada pinkett smith's character refers to him as like crocodile dundee or something (laughs) it's so good (laughs) she's
0: fantastic and also clearly mike's former dom right
1: yeah yeah that's the impression clearly the way Uh she grabs his face in the scene where they first like meet each other again is like yeah yeah oh okay (laughs) yes good she okay, should have been nominated she, for an she Oscar she
0: is in fact the hottest person in this movie and a film full of very attractive and cut
1: dancers no she looks incredible like every single shot that she's in you can tell like they were just like lighting and makeup, using makeup and like everything just like we need to make sure that she looks fucking amazing every second she's on screen and it paid off so um,
0: yes and her role in the film is we need oh shit we, we crashed our car of dreams we need to go to somebody for help so they're going to a stripper convention which i assume must be a real thing because i don't feel like this movie had enough money to put all that together just spontaneously it's certainly that big stage is there for something
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's a real thing i want to say i've heard of that being a thing i mean
0: it makes sense that it would be a thing. I hope it is just just a place for dancers to go and showcase really out there routines that they believe in. I want that to be a thing. Yeah.
1: That would be amazing. Although, like, what we do okay, see is Matrix like... Matrix
0: routine. I want to see that, though.
1: Yes! Because... Oh, my God. Who are you, Matrix
0: guy? What is your story? <laughs> What's
1: your wacky dream?
0: <laughs> so Tito um, allows them to take his froyo truck that he's trying to get off the ground. Artisanal froyo. It's gonna be big.
1: Which is also like a party truck, because Tobias DJs out of it, which sounds amazing.
0: And it's called Froyo Body. <laughs> which, you know what? I would buy for that truck. Like, I can't hate on that gimmick at all.
1: Nope.
0: So he, he lets them take his truck, and they're heading up the East Coast line. In Florida, because this is... And Magic Mike met a girl on the beach, but... Meh.
1: Oh, yeah. She's
0: Amber Heard. She exists.
1: Yeah, she's like this character has basically no narrative utility except maybe to be like kind of an audience insert. I think, I think that was the intent with this character.
0: Maybe, I mean, she's an improvement upon the last love interest, so.
1: Yeah, she's better than the first one, but like. She gets a pass from me on that one. Yeah, not by much. Like, uh, her wardrobe is nice. (laughs) (laughs) She, She looks
0: perilously close to having white girl dreads
1: yeah oh so she
0: looks like that girl who is seriously considering putting dreads in her hair i mean she does have a long monologue about her inner drag queen so like i feel like <laughs> white dreads are not outside the realm of possibility for her yeah <laughs> so the queen monologue is weird because it, her, her drag queen sucks uh-huh. yeah
1: dolly tits like it's not a pun it's, it's not, not even like a
0: pun. there's nothing there
1: it doesn't drag. even sound like a real name
0: mike's drag queen name isn't really a drag queen name either though that's definitely a member of war or something
1: (laughs) it's victoria labia i think
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is absolutely for the monster performance art band but like neither of these are very good drag queens Mm but they're similarly lame
1: so they're perfect for each other
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and again like she's such a non-presence they have one conversation They smile at each other vaguely because they, when when he stays at her house... They do not bangy. They They do do not. The worst word.
1: (laughs) It is terrible. Yeah, it is. They say bangy, like, ten different times in this movie, and every single time it takes me out of it.
0: I don't even know where this came from. Is this a thing someone has said, or is this a fetch situation? You could tell me either, and I would believe it. (laughs) Yeah, because whatever... The bros are all hanging out after a night of carousal. They ask one another, You bangy? <laughs> I just, just have them say, Did you get laid? But no. No, we have to. They have their own special bro language.
1: <laughs> we are very the
0: heterosexual bros. Mm-hmm.
1: Super and heterosexual. The one <laughs> <Frenchy>
0: bisexual. Right. <laughs> Except for Ken the bisexual. Who, if you hadn't told me he was bisexual, Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have known.
1: No, I wouldn't have.
0: The one from The Devil's Threesome. Right. In the mm-hmm. first movie. Uh-huh. No, no, it makes sense. It's just in this movie... You know, he's just kind of finding his inner peace, man, and doing Reiki.
1: Yeah, they really, like, ramp up, like, the hippie shtick with him in this movie. <laughs> like, he's burning sage uh, to, like, purify the truck or something. And like and wearing
0: um, wearing a sarong. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, <laughs> meditating on the beach after the party. <laughs>
0: and it's honestly really funny because his whole shtick in the first movie, like, the, the, the performance role he took was the really clean-cut guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like he was, his dance because he sucks at dancing. I can only assume. Yeah. yeah. The first one was a literal Ken doll, so he just like did the robot. Yeah, bas- mm-hmm. that was
1: basically it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that does explain why why he does a a singing number instead.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I do
0: th- want to see him and Donald Glover's character hook up. Yeah.
1: I that. Am really oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, so bad. much chemistry. Yeah, I, there's. It would be
0: good. <laughs> they really understand one another. Yeah, he's divorced now.
1: Yeah, like, everyone in this movie is, like, broken up or, like, had some kind of, like, thing. It's so
0: fanfic, but, like, in a way that I can't get mad at.
1: No, no. This is, like, fix-it-fic. It (laughs) It is. It's literally a fix-it-fic of the first movie, which is weird because it has the same screenwriter, most of the same crew, just a different director who was a producer on the first one.
0: (laughs) And Soderbergh is a producer on this one. Right. So
1: he was like, yeah, okay.
0: Like, sure, whatever. I got my yayas out. I, I said my deep thoughts about the, about the recession. Do what you want with the meat men.
1: Eat an entire red velvet cake, whatever.
0: No, it's the cookie guy.
1: The deepest philosophical debate.
0: No, no, but then it comes back around at the end. With the R. Kelly song.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: See, it's a vagina thing, actually. It's way deeper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the, the the first time the first time i, I watched this for, for the for the podcast i didn't get um that that the cookie thing coming back because i was just uncomfortable that it was an R. Kelly song but
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah really uncomfortable. that is
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that's a choice that
1: you made yeah a choice and it, it, this just is late. 2015 so like mm-hmm. people knew
0: yeah yeah people have been been aware for close to two decades now i feel like
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: it's kind of a, a sour note on a movie that is otherwise, like, so dedicated to bringing back NSYNC in the most adorable way i seen. Backstreet.
1: Yeah, Backstreet. Oh. they didn't
0: do the boy band thing.
1: Honestly, like, these these guys, like, if they weren't, like, strippers, they could be a boy band.
0: That one of each type?
1: Yeah, that yeah. Way,
0: that one was totally sync.
1: Yeah, you have- not the... it? No. Oh. No, it wasn't in sync. They do like a like a a joke at the beginning where they confuse like Backstreet Boys for NSYNC, and then like uh uh Joe what Richie has like a line about um how like oh no no like Backstreet Boys is for people who have like musical taste and like they're the only legit boy band to come out of Florida. <laughs> and these are Florida men. We stress. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Florida men's a movie. <laughs> Florida, men. Florida men. I'd buy it.
1: <laughs> I mean, no one tries to like ride a gator well on meth, but <laughs> I feel
0: like Jay some of the same clubs. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, he would get along with these nice boys. It would have been a better but life for the eighty person dance troupe. I hope so. I mean I don't know, except from secondhand uh gathering. But it feels like, especially, like, basically from that Backstreet Boys scene on, the one they used to promote the movie, basically mm-hmm. just playing the scene in its entirety. I feel like this, this is movie a great scene.
1: It's an amazing scene. <laughs> I feel scene. like
0: this movie likes women more than the first one.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And there is a lot in this movie that I feel like is about purposefully deconstructing the toxic oppositional dynamic that was constructed in the first movie. Cause a lot of the first movie was about like building these ego shields to maintain your masculinity while being consumed by women. Mm-hmm. That, that was basically Dallas's whole character. He has a whole lecture about how even if you're pleasing a woman by being attractive at her, you're still in control because you have a dick at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: So you have to be consuming her secretly. <laughs> Ew. whereas i feel like this movie it's is trying thing. to work towards a different paradigm yeah right. in that dynamic mm-hmm. i mean it's certainly like, more authentic to yourself in your art and stuff it's very cheesy but also cute yeah, yeah and like it, it, a, lot, a lot of the customers they spotlight are are fat specifically but not in a way that's like ah, you think you could get with these dudes like it doesn't feel at their expense
1: oh not at all because there's like um there's like a two-minute scene when they're in a uh, uh, Rome, a uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's characters club, where there's uh, where there is um, a fat woman who is being like serviced by one of the dancers and like enjoying herself and having a good time, and there, it's not like a dumb joke or anything. It's just like her It's a having... customer who's there, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and your job is to make her feel good and and have a good time, like a queen. Mm-hmm. No. I, I feel like um, the character of Rome and and her whole her whole club is set up explicitly to present an alternate philosophy
1: mm-hmm. to
0: Dallas. Like she's explicitly supposed to be the opposite of Dallas in every way. How how is she keeping this business running though? She said it's like a monthly. Fee. It, it is yeah, a they, monthly subscription. Yeah, yeah, like a monthly fee for what must be astronomical rates. Mm-hmm. Uh huh a good club and then (laughs) with
1: that like you're also like you also have these people just like throwing like wads and wads and wads of cash at these dancers
0: (laughs) which can't be ones because these are very high class dancers
1: yeah (laughs) no
0: it it is it is weirdly wealth porny without focusing on the wealth aspect
1: Mm -hmm. like the
0: fantasy is not about we're rich enough to go here yeah the fantasy seems to be more about we're good enough that these people are impressed by us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that whole scene is magnificent. Okay, but the Molly scene though, yeah, yeah. See, see, they they're on their way, <laughs> and they all get get high as fuck. Yeah. So they start to have an argument about how we can't change up our routines,
1: and then they're all on Molly. So like eventually, <laughs> like it hits, and Richie and, starts. And it's <laughs>
0: got the cutest little title card. Fifty four minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> which you can read in a spongebob voice or the always sunny music it works either
1: no i've seen this movie four times now and i always laugh at that title card (laughs)
0: so the entire and the the entire backstreet sequence is well they're all high as
1: fuck and like richie (laughs) is like losing his mojo and he's like no i don't know what i am if i'm not a fireman because that was his old routine and he was they're just like fire phobia which is like it's
0: a (laughs) Phobia <laughs> of oh, <yeah>, fire, <laughs> like word reasonable. I feel like that's just being alive. <laughs> that's yeah. <not> <laughs> but but it's also about him, like finding ways to like express himself as somebody who is desirable mm-hmm. because he's feeling really undesirable because he has problems physically having sex with people,
1: mm-hmm. and it manifests in this really goofy routine with him, like tearing open a bag of Cheetos and like pouring water on himself from a cooler.
0: (laughs) Which he then presumably cleans up because these are nice boys. And he Uh pays
1: for it. Don't worry.
0: And he got another thing of Cheetos. (laughs) You can see him eating them in the next scene. (laughs) There's such an emphasis on sweetness in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah. The idea
0: of sexual expression and aesthetics based around a
1: soft masculinity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that entire I want it that way scene is like diametrically imposed to like every single stripping scene in the first movie where a lot of it is based on just like very detachedly observing like how athletic the people are like particularly if Channing Tatum's performing Mm -hmm. or it's like I guess played for comedy maybe but not like uh, isn't it goofy that he's like pouring water over himself? Is uh, more like, isn't it goofy that like people would find this attractive or something like that? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Yeah, and the first movie also had a lot of um of that power thing going on, mm-hmm. where you saw the performers trying to shift the power balance around, specifically by, si- by getting the viewers to engage in like simulated fellatio. Mm-hmm it was odd the first movie was odd
1: it was it's it's like it's a movie that's just like full of cognitive dissonance where like you can tell it is trying to be like the serious art movie but then they i guess maybe they also feel they need to actually pander to the crowd that they're trying to pander to but mm-hmm. it because of like but
0: in a weirdly hostile way in a very
1: hostile way yeah yeah like i when i w- when i watched the first movie for the first time i w- i w- like, I do find, like, a lot of the men in this movie, in both movies, attractive, but, like, none of it was, like, read as sexy at all to me.
0: Yeah. And and it was kind of a who is this for moment when I watched the first movie. Because it's weirdly shaming.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> is weird. Like, despite all the praise that this movie received, like, I... that The first movie, I mean, I still don't really... It's unclear to me what the audience is. Because it's, like, showgirls, but no one... Gets but, pushed down okay. a flight of stairs. Yeah,
0: yeah. you don't get the stair pushing. It never goes over the top into histrionics. You don't
1: get ice on the nipples as a metaphor for selling your soul.
0: <laughs> Goddamn, Showgirls is great.
1: <laughs> I love Showgirls so much. <laughs> this is
0: amazing.
1: I've seen Showgirls five times. No regrets. No.
0: Well, and that's the weird thing. I don't need to see Magic Mike again. Elizabeth... Like, I watch Showgirls again? Yeah. That movie is insane. Yeah, and we've both seen XXL multiple times because yeah. it's fun.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley in Showgirls has more star quality than Alex Pettifer in Magic Mike.
0: Who's the Gina Gershon of the Magic Mike verse? I guess that would be Dallas.
1: I guess, kind of. Um well,
0: because Gina Gershon is too good for Showgirls, but giving her all anyway. That doesn't sound like yeah. McConaughey from what you've described. Excuse no, it's, it's really not. Oh, you're right. Oh. No, you're right. That Ew. makes him. That makes him deep. <laughs> E.S.H. Christmas.
1: Oh my god.
0: I can't segue back from, from the shitty AIDS movie for straight people.
1: Ah, oh, fuck that movie.
0: Which apparently, um, the, the whole parable about being s- this uh, straight AIDS drug runner who, who, you know, finds common ground with the gays, not accurate. No. So, <laughs> at all.
1: Mm-mm. To
0: the person it's about. Cool, thanks, I hate it.
1: Yeah, they made him, like, way more homophobic than he was in real life, for some reason.
0: Because then you get a feel-good story about redeeming the homophobe.
1: Oh, yay. I, I love maybe, that.
0: I mean, maybe see <laughs> So everybody's redeemable. <sighs>
1: uh... Also, fuck Jared Leto. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, I, know that. I don't have
1: anything to add to that, just yes.
0: Nope. And nobody needs to add anything to that <laughs>
1: That's
0: it. but this movie is a nice movie with a nice road trip movie where all these characters are working toward like working out their issues in a way that expresses it towards a big a, a big fancy dance number that they do at the end of the movie which i love
1: which ex- which incorporates like each one of their little gimmicks like um uh... and their
0: personal journeys yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, Tito does like um, I like a candy to candy shop, a, a candy shop uh, and it's and he's like spraying whipped cream all over them, and he has, like, his passion is, is his artisanal
0: yogurts <laughs> that he's gonna feed to everybody. <laughs>
1: and like Tarzan does like a painting thing where he where he doesn't move around much because no. he can't, and then he throws <laughs> glitter at 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 an easel, and then he's done. I mean.
0: That that is some calculated glitter throwing. I respect that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not for him. Yeah, right? yeah. No, but still, you, you, <laughs> like it got really good coverage mm-hmm. and all stuck. I am impressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sweep that
1: stage. Oh.
0: <laughs> Not shown in this film, the fifteen minutes between each show where people sweep up the stage so people don't die.
1: <laughs> well, did they? Because like they're all just kind of standing there like on the respective stages <laughs> we see at the end of the performance like even the the women that were pulled up there are still there too they're just like there even the woman that's in the swing what i think was supposed to indicate was it
0: supposed to be like flashbacks two five minutes ago or are they still physically present what is going
1: on <laughs> i mean it reads like they're still physically there even the girl who's like put in like the bdsm swing <laughs>
0: Chilling in in a legally distinct from 50 shades number
1: (laughs) with nine inch nails is closer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I do love that that there's a nice range of different, what uh, uh, of different performances. Like some that are the ones focused on commitment and emotions and shit. And some that are just full on, full on sweaty fucking.
1: Yeah, it's really nice, especially compared to the first movie where they're all just, like, at the same level and nothing is different. Except for Channing Tatum's angry dance in Act 3.
0: Oh, he yeah. stole from Kevin Bacon, did he?
1: Yeah, basically. It's basically a oh loose, but he's on stage. I-, I feel
0: like Dallas would be more interesting if he were played by Kevin Bacon.
1: You know what? I yeah.
0: I-, I feel like that's sort of the performance that was groping for, was, like, a mid-career Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Kevin Bacon would have stripped.
1: Yes, you, you know, okay, yeah. Kevin Bacon hung dong in Wild I Things. So
0: Kevin Bacon's dong so many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it? Wait, was it more than just Wild Things?
0: You can also see his invisible dong in Hollow Man.
1: Oh right. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and
0: he's has, he has openly expressed a willingness to do more. <laughs> like I'll hang dong.
1: Dear Mister Bacon, please do this.
0: <laughs> Hold on, sir. Just the bacon. <laughs>
1: bring home the bacon bacon.
0: Mr. Skin podcast (laughs) (laughs) also also, like shout out to Michael Strahan who he doesn't like he's one of Rome's dancers so he doesn't really have his own arc that he's going through but all of his performances that they give him which which he has too they're fucking good though
1: they're so good like uh...
0: and and it's really interesting because his dance style is much closer to Tatum's Mm -hmm. so it makes sense why they do the mirror routine with him and it sort of hints that it's because they're sort of coming from the same school right they're very talented (laughs) dogs yeah where is this where is this stripping house and how do i
1: go there somewhere in clearly it's in georgia Yeah. yeah i think they say savannah
0: it's a much more comfortable environment than uh the hellish hen party location oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah because like they've got all these cool light setups that like make everyone look really good and it's very spacious there's
0: a lot of that bisexual lighting oh it's so good
1: (laughs) oh yes very bisexual lighting
0: (laughs) and again these characters are all allegedly straight but
1: Uh, uh... allegedly
0: (laughs) (laughs) extremely allegedly but they do briefly stop off for a wine mom dinner that is the most uncomfortable 20 minutes that I think I've ever sat through it might be less than 20 minutes but it felt like an hour <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is uncomfortable but like and I also it's weird love that it's scene still
0: being played as like an affirming set of interactions where these characters are like finding aspects of themselves outside of the context of their performances mhm but it's so
1: uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and Andy McDowell's there, I guess, because Soderbergh, you know, tapped her. Right. Because he's worked with her before. And Sex, Life, and Videotape is one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever watched.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't turn down the chance to play a wine mom who gets to have sex with uh, Joe Mancinello.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's also interesting because every time these characters have sex, it's off screen.
1: Oh yeah, it's like
0: one hundred percent off screen. Not even fade to black. It's just
1: that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. But that's
0: not the focus. <laughs> yeah, okay. and, and even when they're doing dancing, it's it's never like, well, we got to do this for the money. It's like, yeah, let's do the dancing, man. We're really into it.
1: Yeah, when Rome is like as as kind of an exchange for like uh, you know going to wherever, like the like to c- the c- com- car. Yeah, they become- Lover, the driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, as, as like...
0: So, just, so I have a question, though. If we talk about him while his, he's singing, do we have to refer to him as Childish Gambino? <laughs> I'm not sure what the rules on rapper names are.
1: I, I don't know. Whether.
0: Somebody consults the Wu-Tang Clan name generator. <laughs> <laughs> do we come up with a third name for him when he is acting and singing? Truly, really, he is the triple threat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so she like... Requires uh, Mike to perform.
1: Yeah, and like he needs like basically no convincing. Like he like has a mild protest once, and then she's like, ah, and then he does it.
0: <laughs> you have showed back up at your ex-dom's house after you ran out on her to work with a dirt bag. Yeah. You used to dance under the name White Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the worst name.
1: It is terrible.
0: <laughs> and then and then she does them even more of a solid by emceeing the show which sounds like the best show
1: oh yeah <laughs> and she's a great MC. And like she's clearly bisexual mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. yeah
1: cause, <laughs> because like there's uh, the elizabeth banks character that shows up for five seconds but apparently uh-huh. like she there appears
0: to also be rome's ex <laughs> yes <laughs> <So we don't laughs>
1: everyone has story. dated rome
0: guys <laughs> <It's> comic, comic. <laughs> okay when do we get to get the rome novels
1: <laughs> please rome trilogy.
0: Yeah. Somebody write it. that would be interesting if it has survived into this actual real world event that doesn't take from the fun movie that likes its audience
1: but from the bad movie that hates you for <laughs> enjoying How the thing dare you. you and your dirty sex-loving eyes you look away from this you filthy pervert <laughs>
0: was also really weird because it's trying to talk about all these dynamics as like a terrible thing you're doing to the performers mm-hmm. but it feels like it's doing them deeply because it's centering them on male performers
1: yeah whereas like no movie about like female strippers has ever like really you know gone there with it <laughs> yeah.
0: not it's never happened no
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least not that i've seen. Please tell us Yes, please tell me, because... <laughs> like the
0: Lindsay Lohan movie where she was trapped by the serial killer confronted these <laughs> issues <laughs> more thoroughly. The one that had baby's first color theory? but see at the end, it's purple.
1: <gasps> <gasps> it's deep now. <laughs> I did hear about, like, um, this uh, Lizzie Borden movie from the 80s, uh, Working Girls, that supposedly is that, but I've never seen it, and DVDs of it are ridiculously expensive, so...
0: Um, Struggling like our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There have been so many movies for this podcast that we have wanted to watch, only for copies to be basically impossible to obtain. Yeah. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Uh, yeah so they get to the stripper convention and they've got, you know, like 24 hours to make this all work. Yeah, yeah, so get it together gotta, for the big show. It's the big show.
1: And their last minute moment of doubt is because someone else is doing a Twilight routine and they're killing
0: <laughs> it. Where could the strippers strippers is is dead? dead. (laughs) Yeah. Was was Carlisle gonna wander out too? If the audience number is supposed to be Bella, that makes it extra weird. (laughs) Yeah. You are all Bella. Bella is all of us. (laughs) No thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I'm good. (laughs) I I love the part of the routine where they have... I want
0: to know about the Matrix routine, honestly.
1: Yes, <laughs> the thong has sunglasses. <laughs> <So bad. laughs>
0: Especially because everybody else is shown to be part of like a large troop, and then you've just got Matrix Guy.
1: It, he's, he's the
0: one. <laughs> it is a little weird that the mo- like. I mean, you don't really need it to have a concrete ending, but also. Because, like, there's emotional catharsis with the show. But also then the movie just kind of stops.
1: Yeah, it just ends, like... There's a brief montage of them, like, looking at fireworks. Well, not actually, because, like, they don't... I don't think they have the budget for fireworks, but... It's just... But the
0: fireworks are... It, it's, it's the Ocean's Eleven end. Yeah. Where they're all standing at a railing looking out. Mm-hmm. Thinking... About how their life situation is I guess Better than it was before and they're mm-hmm. full of hope And dreams mm-hmm. but like this is supposed to be a Last ride movie except everybody's So revitalized by this last ride That I'm not sure what's Going to happen next
1: Yeah there's really but, nowhere to go from there Like I really did Are didn't...
0: they all going to depart into their other chosen Careers and just continue to be buddies Are they going to like strip sometimes for fun What's going on Because I... right, like <laughs> they can't get the band back Together it's it's a it's a job with a an end point.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I really did want another one of these movies, if only just because I enjoyed this one so much and I wanted another one like it, but, like, I can't imagine where you would go from there because, like, I, I don't know, it, it just kind of hits a plateau, like, after, like, they, they go to Rome's place and, like, that's, like, the most together they are for, like, the rest of the movie and there's really no more conflict or anything else, so...
0: They even put a giant hat on it by having uh, Mike go over to uh, Tarzan, Ernest, and be like, so, we didn't have, like, a moment.
1: Here's our moment. And I've been
0: having moments with everybody else, so.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we you were in Desert Storm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, everybody else, there was conflict there because Mike left, abandoned the team. So we got (laughs) to reconnect. Even the movie knows that that's the structure it's got. I mean, it's like it's like Clerks 3, you know, I thought I wanted it, but in my heart, I'm not sure it could have anything meaningful to say compared to its sequel. Yeah. (laughs) I feel I feel like if they kept making these movies, it would just fall into sort of an Ocean's Eleven series rhythm (laughs) where time to do another stripper movie. You know, everybody wanted a Florida vacation again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, it's working for Mamma Mia.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, Christine Baranski is getting her life over there. So,
0: but there is something kind of special about this movie being a joyous little oddity, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's, it's...
1: great. It's it was honestly one of my favorite movies of 2015, and that was the year Mad Max Fury Road came out. So
0: yeah, I, and I genuinely enjoyed all of the um, all of the dance routines at the end because they they are all very on-the-nose, putting a little bow on all of the characters' sort of decisions on how they'll express themselves Mm -hmm. and what they want to do with their lives, because it's really talking about the idea of dance as creative expression. It's cute. I'm furiously Googling and not seeing any place that this is streaming currently, there are a couple places where you can like pay to rent it, and we got the DVD for like mega cheap. But I'm not seeing it in, on, on any of the subscription services. If there are, I'll put it down in the show notes. But, yeah, I yeah. looked.
1: I looked most I mean, places and good. I didn't see it's it. The
0: DVD ultra cheap. It's worth more than one watch
1: mm-hmm. in my book. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I've seen this quite a few times now. So
0: yeah, this is I, I think very clearly has our party recommendation. And I, I am very grateful to you, Ross, for giving us a reason to watch it again. Well, thank you. Do you guys have any final thoughts you want to give on it before we before we kind of careen into the, the money stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely recommend it. It's not saying a whole lot, but what it is saying, it's, it's thought through and decided uh, to go for it. Um, and it's saying it very sweetly. Uh, it's it's very sort of confectionary film, which, again, is very different from the first one. Well, In a I... good way, I think, <laughs> if you want a film that's going to be entertaining and pleasurable to watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all of the actors are extremely likable. Everybody's doing their best.
1: Peak cinema, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: one of the greatest films ever made <laughs> about homosocial bonding and it, it's really fun it's <laughs> I, I i don't know i feel like even if you know this kind of thing isn't normally your bag you might get something out of it you might at least like in, uh enjoy like how well choreographed a lot of the dance routines are because like the the final one the mirror one is really really impressive like yeah. so and-
0: Mm -hmm. and the fact that it is about these characters sort of reconnecting and and finding their friendships and moving from the idea of a very aggressive oppositional masculinity
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because like characters will like say to each other multiple Mm -hmm. times in this movie i love you and it's not like a joke or anything it's just like oh yeah they're so soft (laughs) good
0: good kind muscle boys (laughs) (laughs) and they're you know, below the knee jorts. <laughs> <laughs> <God, God, God.
1: laughs> <Yep>, every <everything>. scene, <laughs> because it's Florida, and we can do that.
0: <laughs> the true Florida man experience. <laughs> right. Well, Ross, you are a reviewer on the internet. Where can people find you and give you money for your thoughts on movies?
1: <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at terrible pun name. <laughs> um, I'm. I also have just like a WordPress blog where I occasionally write about it. I write about movies and stuff. I haven't updated that in a while. Um, I was last doing like a thing about Dracula movies and I really need to get back to that because I was enjoying it. Um, But that's Mm -hmm. rosswritesthings.wordpress.com. I also run a blog with my friend Tyler where we talk about Hey Arnold and we just published a thing about the Christmas episode, which is really, really good and made me cry. Um, And that's moveitfootballhead.wordpress.com.
0: Yes, all of you people go and see those. And after you've read uh, the stuff that Ross has written, and throwing him a few dollars, you can come check out more of us, uh, find more episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, uh, if you can give us a rating or review. We'd really appreciate it. it helps folks find us. You can email us at Treasures underscore pod at outlook.com, or you can find us on social media, on Tumblr for the time being at trashandtreasurespod.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at trashpod. we've we've also got a pillow fort now. That's right. uh, Pillowfort.io slash Trash and Treasures Pod. Yeah, it's a community, so you can come and talk to us there. Yes, it's true. We'll talk at you and everything. (laughs) And uh, if you come say hi to us on social media, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Definitely want to shout out uh, Kate Weber, aka at Snapelicious3, who made this friggin' amazing knit reanimator blanket, and I want it, and I will pay money for it, and I need one. Uh, And I think that about wraps us up thank you so so much for uh for joining us on the show ross it's, it's always fun to have interesting cool guests thank um, you for having me for those of you sticking around next time uh you can join us for another drunk book club where we will be exploring the wide world of Verlene mcdaniel novels aka og tragedy porn
1: oh okay.
0: <laughs> take care of yourselves out there <laughs> see y'all
1: bye no.